my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. With the crazy heat waves we are experiencing this summer, especially here in Texas, it can be hard to stay fresh while you're out and about. And that's why I've incorporated the Honey Pot's foaming wash and wipes into my daily routine. The Cucumber Aloe Honey Pot wipes provide a quick refresh when I leave a day of errands and head to a girls' night with friends. If you're heading to an outdoor concert or festival, the Honey Pot wipes are a must to keep you fresh between the fun. Both the foaming wash and wipes are plant-derived, backed by science, dermatologist-approved, gynecologist approved, and hypoallergenic. Get 25% off your first order from thehoneypot.co slash summer. That's T-H-E-H-O-N-E-Y-P-O-T dot C-O slash summer to get 25% off your first order and join the hive today. Hello, ladies, and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girls Heal. This week, we are getting into the fear of letting people in or just letting people in in general, um, the things that get in the way, the pros and the cons, and some of the things that you can consider as you work on this step yourself. So why is it important that we let people in? So I wrote um, in one of the posts on our Instagram this week how letting people in is an act of self-love. It's an act of self-love because we need relationships, we need connection. We need um, that sense of emotional security and stability. And a lot of times we push people away because we have fear. Um, And sometimes the fear is legitimate um, that if we let other people in, that emotional safety and security will be shaken, right? So we've had people who betrayed us before, We've depended on other people and they've come close but fallen short or just fallen completely short and really um, disappointed us. We have had people maybe take advantage, um, people who may have abused us. um, And this is in any and all forms from childhood to adult women. Um, It can be slights that are huge and slights that are small, but no matter how big they are compared to other people, it's still hurtful and it's pain that we try to avoid. And so as a result, we can have really fancy mechanisms um, to prevent letting other people in. One of the ways that people can be really slick about not letting people in is making the relationship all about them 
And so you're the friend who you find it easier to ask some questions about them, to keep the topic related to what they're going through, to be really helpful. And so there's all this energy and there's all this supposed connection. But as far as what they know is going on with you, about where you're vulnerable, about things that you really need, about what's ticking in your head right now, that's not ever talked about because you're really good at spinning it to be about them. Sometimes we're aware of that and sometimes we're not. Sometimes we don't realize that maybe we're not getting as much from our relationships with other people until we're, we sit and we're quiet with it. Um, sometimes we don't recognize it at, at all because we are so good at being the caretaker, being the mom of the group, being the person who um, is the dependable one. And so we're getting all of this, um, all this affirmation and validation from that, that we is a really good distraction because we don't have time to sit and look at what we're doing. Another way that we can be really slick in letting, not letting people in is by being really busy. And so, um, this is where we are very focused on our career or our purpose or our side hustles. You know, I feel like the last couple of years, it has been very in vogue and in trend to talk about having our multiple streams of income and getting our finances right, which is really great. I'm not, I'm not knocking it, but I'm saying for those of us who already struggle with overcommitting and putting up walls and barriers, this has been a very healthy seeming way to keep people to not have time for the relationships that we need, um, to only give relationships just a little bit, but then we have an appointment or we have to get sleep, or when we get together, we talk about business and making moves and all that other stuff, but we don't really talk about what's deeply going on with us, the fear of not being enough, the, the imposter syndrome that definitely comes with building businesses and um, growing in your career and pushing past ceilings. All that stuff may or may not get talked about, and if it does, it's only as a triumphant way, right? So we're not talking about talking about it when we're right in the middle of it. Another way that we keep people out, and this isn't one of the ones that we may not be conscious of, but pretty deliberate, is just to straight up say, I don't really do relationships that way, or to purposefully keep your inner circle um, maybe 20 feet away, <laughs> even though they're your inner circle, oh, only to tell people so much because you just learned you've had to depend on yourself. It's really interesting because even in our Facebook group, so we have a Facebook group where we continue the conversation and I share what the theme is of the week ahead of time and I get your questions and stuff. And one of our group members was talking about how she has a habit of trusting the wrong people and kind of pushing the, the right people away or having a hard time um, believing that people are as good as they seem even though they're probably the healthy ones, just you know, years of distrust and all that. And that's definitely what I see. There's something in us, those of us who struggle with letting people in, that it's almost like we seek, seek subconsciously to have those fears validated and justified. So what that looks like is the pattern in our life is we find ourselves constantly trusting and putting hope in and seeing the potential in the wrong people who end up maybe judging us or shaming us or letting us down. And then people who are probably good for us, those are the ones who we're kind of busy with or we're kind of trying to mind read and look for, this is too nice, you're too, you're too nice to me, or 
Um, you know, this is not going to last that long. So even though there's no problems in your relationship, you, you make some or you make excuses to not hang out with them as much as you could. It's almost like there's a little radar inside of you that knows that, oh, 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 we're getting a little bit too close. We're getting a little bit too close and your autopilot turns you the other way, right? Um, so, so this fear of being hurt that gets in the way really takes away from us being able to have a healthy, full, productive life. You know, it's interesting with all with my coaching clients and other people, one of the myths that people really live by is that when I meet the right person, when I meet the right person, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship or otherwise, I'll know and everything will be good and we'll just connect and I'll be able to trust. And girl, that's not how it works at all. You have learned throughout your life that intimacy and connection is scary and that it only lasts for a little bit and then it disappears. And even when people have tried to be close to you because you don't know how to let people in, because I promise you in all of your years of life, not every single person that you have met has been unhealthy, toxic, and destructive. You have come across people who were good, loving, trustworthy people, and there was something in you that didn't allow you to go there. Or maybe you, they weren't even on your radar, right? In the room of 20 people, you were hanging out with the five people who weren't even worth your time or the people who you could be the one who looked like they had it all together, but they would never know the true you or the flaws that you had, right? So because you haven't had that opportunity to let someone in and let someone love you and it not be painful on the other side, that does not magically change when you meet a good person because again, you've met them before but also because you don't really know what that looks like. How, how do I know when I'm being too vulnerable, if that even exists? How do I know when it's safe to actually let my walls down and open up with someone um, and just stay there? And like, how do I tolerate that? Even if nothing bad is happening, just kind of being exposed and being seen can be really painful and traumatic and anxiety producing for some of us. Some of you may be feeling that right now. I know I'm feeling it right now um, because it is, it's soul bearing, it's a risk, right? Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. And so if that is what you want, to be connected, to be in love, to be loved, to be seen and not have to carry around um, that hypervigilance to make sure you're not hurt, you have to start that healing process now. That knight in shining armor or princess in shining armor, whoever um, it is that you fantasize about being connected to, it, it doesn't just magically happen. And I know I've said this countless times before, if anything, once you meet that person, that's when it really gets hard. Any of the back and forth and conflict and tension that you're having now, that's only just with yourself. Once you actively involve someone who is going to hold you accountable and want to communicate to you, with you, and kind of require you to be a part of the relationship without all the BS and the smoke and mirrors, that is difficult, right? 
Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. So some of the pros and cons, which I've already kind of hit on. Um, but the pros of letting people in is that um, you actually are able to finally start to feel safe and secure um, and seen, which at first really is scary. But after a while, when it becomes your normal, it makes life so much easier and so much more peaceful. As a result, your stress levels go down. This is why when we talk about people who are dog owners or pet owners, there's little, there's literal research that talks about how um, the stress levels of pet owners is less because they have that unconditional love and connection with, with another living thing. And that definitely increases <laughs> when you are in relationship with people who are healthy and good for you as well. Um, so that's science. Um, then also um, your self-acceptance approves, improves. So this is important because when you don't have high self-acceptance, no matter what is going on around you, it's never good enough. So this is kind of like the person who, or some of you may be listening, who when someone compliments you, you can have five different people compliment you about something that you feel insecure about. And you're like, no, they're just saying that they're just my friend or they're just trying to be nice. But literally you have evidence and people who are like stating situations and occurrences about why this compliment they give you is fact and you're still discounting it when you don't accept or love yourself you can push away all of the value and worth that you have without even knowing it you know you think you're trying to be balanced and you're trying to be neutral and you're just trying to be aware and that's why you're going to be more cautious to accept too much praise from people you don't want your head to get too big or too cocky and what the truth is, is a lot of times what we're afraid means that we are too cocky or arrogant is basic self-love, a basic level of self-acceptance and looking yourself in the mirror and liking who you are, even when you are messing up, even when you're not doing the best presentation or even when you're, you've reached out to five people to hang out on Friday and nobody responds, do you go into this, this pit of despair that no one loves you? Or is there a part of you that knows that you are lovable and maybe just everybody's busy and it has nothing to do with you or whether or not people love you? Do you go straight to self-hate and disappointment because you don't know how to love yourself? And that's part of why it's hard to let people in because we don't know how 
to really appreciate and see who we are no matter what is happening around us. We don't know how to stay grounded and self-soothe when we do get disappointed because part of relationships is to be disappointed, not to be abused. Um, but I mean, when you work with other humans, it happens, right? So, but again, the pro of letting other people in is we're able to accurately gauge and and assess our self-acceptance, where it is, where it needs to grow, and feel more secure no matter who's around us and who is not. And of course, the cons, like I said, I mean, setting yourself up to be disappointed. This is only when we have not healed and worked on the way that we pick people and choose who's around us though. Um, also fears or cons of letting people in is when we choose the wrong people, we can still feel end up feeling more alone and more unseen and more hopeless and just thinking, well, what's the point of doing this friendship thing, this relationship thing, this family thing, if I'm still just kind of just here and not being listened to or attended to, and it could feel like we're wasting time. So with all that said, here are some things to consider for you as you start to learn to let other people in. If you're a listener of the podcast, been following me for a while, this is all gonna sound redundant because these are the keys um, and there's no use to reinventing the wheel. And so for you to learn how to let other people in, first you gotta heal the wounds that started it. You gotta find the roots and where it came from. And so if we don't know where this fear, where this, um, these thought patterns came from, we're going to be inhibited. And one of the ways that we can stop ourselves from doing that healing is to say, well, I've thought about it. I've prayed about it. I've journaled about it. I even went to therapy about it. I think I'm good. If you did all those things and yet you still freeze, have hesitation, um, have concern when it comes to just sharing yourself with someone else or letting you letting yourself trust someone without them having to know you for six months on end and go through all these tests and prove that they show up um, to brunch on time for four months in a row with no no um, gap or or excuse for them to be a few minutes late or they immediately respond to your text like you're, if you're so quick to cut people off still then maybe there is some healing that you still have to do maybe you did some of the main things that were important to you maybe a year or two ago but there's deeper that you have to go um, and it takes courage to go there it takes you being ready to figure out what that is and to be open to change I can't tell you how many people come in my office sometimes um, or we're on a video call during coaching and they're like, yeah, I, um, it's hard for me to trust people. And that's kind of it. <laughs> and it's, it's like they're asking for help and that they want to change. But then when I give homework or when I talk about changing your perspective or when we talk about going deeper, um, the walls come up or there's excuses or oh, I didn't have time to do that and all that stuff that gets in the way. And then when we talk about, well, let's talk about what's getting in the way, then there's excuses why we can't go there, right? So it really takes you being open, y'all. It takes you being open to maybe the idea that what you think about the world and what you think about people might be wrong. 
It might be true because of your background and your history, the people around you and the things that happened to you absolutely should not have happened, but it's not true for the billions of people in the world that everybody is dangerous and everybody is just good for nothing and all of that. So being open to changing your mind and your perspective, um, getting at the roots and doing that healing stuff. Um, and then also, I think a way for you to start to work towards letting other people in is fixing what your standards are for what you want. You know, I think a lot of times we are very general saying, well, I just want to be happy and I want to have a good relationship. But what does that look like? You know, when people talk about, I mean, I could probably, we could probably throw a rock or I could probably Google search and find in the top 20 results, 19 of those top 20 results um, will say, write a list of what you want in a relationship or be clear. And it says that because there's a reason for it. You need clarity. You need to figure out what you're working towards. You need to find out what, what you need. Um, now, I know sometimes it's hard to know how to reverse engineer that, which is something we're not going to get into in this podcast episode because we talk about it more in our group coaching program and learn to thrive. And, you know, we help you more with that. But these are basic steps to help you figure out who are the people that you actually want to let in. Is it you? Is it them? Um, and kind of get a little bit of movement started there. So I hope that this was helpful. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 